Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Sebastian. I wanted to have a way to engage more with everybody who's listening and watching this podcast. And I thought that a way to do that would be to just kind of, in addition to having interviews, reflecting on what these interviews have been like and where we're hoping to go with all of this stuff. So when I posted that TikTok, for those of you that don't know, I posted a TikTok and it was of the molestation Healy's bit that I do. And it got a bunch of traction just even in that first day, over a million people had seen it. And the response was really wild. I was getting thousands of comments and messages from TikTok to YouTube to Instagram DMs. People were reaching out from all over the US and around the world who had been abused or, or you know were supportive of joking about the topic and the podcast and it was an incredibly positive response and I know that a lot of you uh, listening and, and watching have, that came from that video so welcome and I want to share some of these messages with you guys. A lot of people that reach out say similar things so I thought it might be helpful for some people to hear what others have been saying. So here we go. Hey Sebastian, when I was a kid I went through a very similar experience with molestation and I just wanted to say that I really appreciate what you're doing. Honestly, yesterday I was going to commit suicide due to a number of reasons including the molestation. I didn't end up going through with it and then I saw your TikTok about the Heelys and it made me laugh so hard. After that I listened to your podcast and now I've kind of decided to give life another chance. I've never told anyone about what I went through because I was afraid of people thinking I enjoyed it. But after hearing your story, I no longer feel alone or ashamed. I wanted to let you know that you've potentially changed the direction of my life. And I just wanted to say thank you and that I love you. So that's, um, <laughs> man, that is uh, really, really incredible. I mean, words can't really express how much that means to me. I, uh, I'm so happy that, that you feel that way and that this is the reaction that you had to the, the content. And um, I love you too. And there have been um, a number of messages like this. And uh, it's, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's amazing. I don't really know what to say other than that I am just so thrilled that you feel that way. Just knowing that alone makes all of this worth it. So thank you. To anyone else who might be feeling similarly, just know that you're not alone and uh, we're all in this together. Okay, message number two. Hey Sebastian, I know you're getting tons of messages and I just wanted to say thank you for sharing your story and bringing light to the stories of others. It's been very inspiring. I've never told anyone, but I was molested by my grandfather as a child. I typed that out and stared at it for an hour. You've really given me the strength to confront this. I plan on telling my parents. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh man. It's just it's just like the absolute most encouraging thing that you could say and I want you to know how happy I am for you that you feel that way and that getting this kind of these kind of benefits from the podcast. This is exactly why I wanted to do it. And I get messages like this frequently. It's a consistent reaction that people have to seeing other people share their stories is that they feel like they can share their own. And to anybody who's thinking about it, I would just say, go for it. Talk about it to anyone, really, a therapist, somebody that you're close with, uh, whoever will listen. Just um, 
find a way to to speak up and and get it off your chest and you will feel better it'll set you free from it so i'm so happy that people are responding this way obviously i replied to these messages i just thought that they were so cool and that other people might benefit from hearing them thank you to everyone who's reached out and has been listening and supporting the podcast it it means so much to me and yeah it was a crazy experience because the things that people are reaching out and saying to me really merit responses from me. You don't ever want to leave people hanging here. And I, and I want to respond to all of those messages. So what kind of happened was I was just, I became very overwhelmed very quickly in a good way again, but it was, uh, I mean, I basically spent the day after that TikTok, I put it out. I spent a full day responding to people and not doing, you know, any YouTube or any more content really. And, um, and I'm happy to do that. I want to be in, as engaging as possible. But what started happening was a lot of the people that were reaching out were wanting to be on the podcast and, and share their stories, and which was obviously perfect. I mean, that's exactly what I was hoping would happen is, is to encourage people to speak up about their experiences and show people that it doesn't have to be this super dreary, morbid thing talking about abuse or whatever you've gone through, any sort of trauma. I was just so excited about it and I didn't know how exactly to accommodate all of these requests and um, this this girl Stephanie reached out to me and she was saying she'd seen the TikTok and was really supportive and just offered to help in any way that she could and I was like yeah I really need help actually that would be incredible if you could handle my scheduling of podcast recordings and so she was like yeah great like how do you want to do this and I was basically like just who first come first serve you know whoever wants to do it they can come on the podcast and we'll we'll make it work we'll make it happen because I felt like it's hard to prioritize certain types of trauma you know like okay let's only talk to people who were molested or raped or it's a weird position to be in when people are sending you all of these different types of experiences and you're like trying to pick out which ones to do a podcast about and so I felt like I couldn't really do that. So I just said, you know what, whoever wants to talk, let's do it. And so I, I told Stephanie, like, let's just leave one day off a week and all other days people can schedule interviews. And I had interviews basically every day, sometimes twice a day. And I was so excited about that because people are not only willing to share their story, but to share it publicly on a platform like this. And I wanted to allow as many people as possible to speak up. And so when I started doing the recordings, I noticed almost immediately that it's like before I put out that TikTok, it was much rarer to find people um, that were willing to talk about things. And it turns out there's an army of people that want to share their stories. So before it was like I would do a podcast and then I'd have many months to reflect on the experience. And I found that immediately, as soon as I started doing all these podcasts, I would do an episode and then it felt like before I could even digest what I had just heard, somebody's, you know, severe trauma that they'd gone through, it was already on to the next one. And then I found myself being in my head during the recordings about like, ah, fuck, you said that last time, uh, you know, think of something original to say, all of these thoughts that don't need to be going on in your head when you're doing these kind of things and ultimately just make the process less enjoyable, more complicated, and it's not great. So... That was the first thing was just realizing that I wasn't able to be as present in these interviews as I needed to be. But then what I wasn't expecting at all was the emotional toll that it was taking on me. I think it's because what got me to where I am today is 
laughing about the abuse that I went through. There are so many people out there that feel the same way, that laughing about their trauma is is helpful. Um, but it's not everybody, and it's not for everybody, which is totally reasonable. There's no right way to process trauma. But I think the mistake that I was making was assuming that everybody who wanted to talk about it was just kind of down to joke about what they went through. But a number of conversations that I had, some of the people hadn't really talked about it before which is, again, awesome. And I'm so proud of these people for feeling like they could talk about it. But um, I don't ever want to feel like I'm forcing somebody to laugh. Forcing anything in general in life is not the right way to do it. I think because of how I tend to process these things and how I go about talking about them, I just expected other people to be the same way. And, and it's not always the case, which, again, is totally fine. But for me, it's a lot easier to discuss trauma in a lighthearted way. And when it was clear that people weren't really interested in doing that, I found myself just kind of listening more and more, which is always a good thing, but it's, it's heavy, you know, like it got very heavy, very fast and it became very draining very fast. When you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do is talk to somebody about their trauma, like it's intense. And I didn't know how to cope with it other than just continuing to do the interviews because I had them all scheduled. And I didn't want to let anybody down. I didn't want anybody to have been so excited about finally talking about their experience and then to have me cancel on them, you know, for whatever reason. But it, it became sort of these sessions where it wasn't, we weren't really laughing that much. It wasn't really about joking. It was just more about hearing the experience. And, and it's not saying we can't have serious conversations. Of course, that's a huge part of it. I just didn't realize that I need more time between these interviews, especially when they're serious. Sometimes people would break down and uh, they would they would cry. And and I understand that, you know, I've been there. I am there. It happens. It's totally normal. But I realized that I am not able to put myself in those situations as frequently as I thought I was going to be able to. So I'm going to postpone a number of the interviews till a later date so that we can have them more spread out and make it all more manageable. Apologies to anyone who has their interview postponed. I hope you can understand. That being said, Stephanie and I wanted to find a way to make sure that everybody can still have their story shared. Because of course, I can't physically interview everybody. It's impossible. There's, there's too many requests. But what we've decided to do is launch a website that will basically be a hub where anybody who goes on it and creates an account can share their story, either in a blog format or audio format. And eventually, we're going to try to have a video formatting as well. So on this website, you'll be able to post your story and people can interact with it and comment on it. And we want to make sure that this dialogue continues to grow and that it's not limited by my own capacity to have these conversations. So the website is whtyfoundation.org, short for the What Happened to You Foundation. The goal of this foundation is to end the stigma around discussing traumatic experiences and to show people that they're not alone and can really benefit from sharing their stories. We're also in the process of forming a nonprofit for this foundation. So that's our that's our temporary solution to the large volume of requests that we've gotten. And in many ways, this will be better than doing the podcast because you'll be able to have ongoing discussions with people about your experiences and Really, I think that the most important thing is just speaking up and sharing your story, especially if you've never told anybody about it. It's so important to just get it off your chest, and we hope that this will provide a way for you to do that. 
And this is not saying that, you know, no, nobody can come on the podcast. I just have to understand the workings of my own mind and the actual weight that hearing these stories has on the people that are hearing them. I got a lot of feedback from people that have been listening to the podcast who have said, yeah, like we're enjoying it, but we do need to take breaks oftentimes because it's heavy. And, I, you know, it's it's some of the heaviest stuff that you can be talking about and dealing with. And that's the point is to and get it out in the open and, and show that you don't have to be defined by these things. And um, these are these are necessary conversations. They're hard, but they're necessary. A lot of people have been through things that we haven't talked about on the podcast because the majority the majority of people that were reaching out uh, were also molested. Obviously, that makes sense. It's like a kid talking, uh, me talking about getting molested uh, encourages other people who have gone through that specific thing to maybe feel more comfortable reaching out than people who have been through other things. But the reality is the podcast is called What Happened to You? And Stephanie made the hilarious point that she was like, it's called What Happened to You? Not When Did You Get Molested? So <laughs> it's... Uh, and I want this to grow, you know, I don't want it to be limited to child abuse. For example, episode two with Alex Cunningham about his parents who both committed suicide. A lot of people have reached out saying that that episode was super beneficial for them because it's something that they can relate to. So we just want to broaden the scope as much as possible in order to reach and uh, help as many people as possible. So this is not the end of the molestation discussion by any means. I'm sure it'll come up in every episode in some way or another. We just don't want it to be the only thing that we're focusing on in this podcast. And I've said this in a YouTube video in the past, but I, I used to be a very anxious uh, person. I had a lot of anxiety uh, when my grandpa died and definitely leading into depression and these things that I eventually came out of after doing the meditation retreats and continuing to meditate. But I felt a lot of similar feelings to those experiences that I've had in the past in terms of like, not being able to make decisions, minute decisions all of a sudden became super difficult to make. And then regardless of what I would decide, I would just be thinking about how I should have made the other decision the whole time. And these, these are common things that people experience, but I just noticed, I noticed them coming back again. And that's one thing that's helpful about meditation is that you're able to recognize thoughts and feelings without them taking a hold of you and taking control of you. And so it was cool to be able to recognize it and not sort of spiral into uh, some sort of depressive or anxious state. So nothing's really changing. I just need to postpone some of these interviews so that they're more spread out and it's more manageable. I also wanted to encourage anyone who's feeling anxious or depressed, or even if you're not, however you're feeling, meditation can be really beneficial. So I would highly recommend trying it out. So moving forward in this segment, it'll be kind of like a break from the interviews intertwined with the interviews of the podcast. So if you have any questions that you want to ask or have me talk about or anything like that, um, I would love to hear them. And there's a link on the website where you can email us questions like this or things that you think would help with the website. So feel free to submit questions for the podcast there. And the last thing is a number of people have reached out asking how they can financially support the podcast and the videos. So we added a donation page on the website where you can become a monthly supporter. You also have the option to do a one-time donation if that works better. Any sort of financial support will be greatly appreciated. And I want to do this podcast and make videos 
forever. So anything that you can contribute will help in making that become a reality. So thank you in advance. And if you can't contribute financially, I completely understand you listening to the podcast or watching it is so helpful in and of itself. So thank you. Also, leaving reviews of the podcast on iTunes and Spotify helps a lot. So feel free to do that too. The links to the website and the donation page are in the description of this podcast. So check it out, share your story, and make a donation if you can. And I will see you guys on Tuesday for the next episode. Thanks so much for listening.